Hi. Hi. We are your hostesses with the mostesses. Your favorite living gal pals. Miss Avocado. And Wanda Gag. Mm. This week, we this have week. we have a fun show for you. We're gonna give take a little chit chat about branding later, but first we will have our Luke's of the week and our name of the week, and then this episode, who are we featuring? This week we are featuring Pierre of Lucky Pierre. Yes, that is his um that is his fancy name. Pierre of Lucky Pierre. Pierre <laughs> of Lucky Pierre. The Pierre of the Pierre. The Pierre of the Pierre. Mm. Pierre themselves. Yes. Himself. But well, first, let's talk about branding. Let's talk about branding a little bit. Okay. I love branding. I think it's really fun. I think it can be really good for you. Mixed social media mogul. Absolutely. I have a degree. Um, she has a degree. So my my degree is in mass media and marketing. So I think I know a thing or two about branding. And my degree is in being right about stuff. So... Ah! Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, clearly not. It's fine. But, so, branding when it comes to a drag queen, you're just like, you know, you're... Or drag up, king or whoever. Or drag king, drag performer. We're coming up with our persona. We're coming up with our, like, what what we're about kind Yeah, of thing. who you are, like, what people expect from you. And the beauty of that is then you can break that and it, like, wows people. I mean, like, I, yeah. I feel like everybody has a pretty good vague idea of what branding is. Just like, oh, yeah, this is what I'm about. This is me. This is who I am. This is me. I, I hold this carrot. I stand on the sidewalk and I wear a bunny costume and I hide eggs where people don't want them. The Easter Bunny. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Easter Bunny. <laughs> that wasn't funny. Don't laugh. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Esther Bunny. <laughs> okay, fuck. Anyways, yeah. So, like, I guess... Uh, starting off, I, I guess I could explain explain some of my brand. Yes, I, Ava, tell us about your brand. I do a little like a little branding on because my name I don't know if anybody's noticed is uh, avocado. <laughs> it's yeah yeah it's Ava. No, uh, so avocado is a fruit. Oh 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 oh. No, so like I I don't know I do this thing on TikTok where I, where I call my viewers my fruits or whatever because yeah. fruits also a slang for gay. Uh, <laughs> Are you gay? I've like literally never used this branding line outside of, um, I think, just like a word document for mixed quarantine when it happened. But like, I'm your daily dose of fatty acid. Fatty acids are some are a nutrient present in avocados. They're very good for you. They, yeah, I think so. I'm Probably. Not, what am I, a nutritionist? I think they're good for the brain, right? What am I, your mom? <laughs> what? What? Are, fa are fatty acids good for the brain? <laughs> Is that I, a thing? I think so. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Avocado is good for your brain. <laughs> Clearly. If only Based she, on how this podcast if, is going so far. If only she were good for her own brain. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Wanda, give us a bit of your brain. So I'm new, but I'm figuring it out. Um, I really, I like to think I'm kind of like burlesque, um, comedy. I don't know. I think I'm, I think I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty funny, sexy lady. You're, you're like, you've got, you've got points of interest for sure, but oh, like you're yeah. still f working it out a little bit and that's okay. Exactly. Like, um, I'm trying to do stand up comedy soon. Our show for April got postponed because the owner of the bar is a little worried about COVID, but that's beside the point. Yeah. So I'm trying to do comedy soon because I don't really care for lip syncing. So I want to do comedy and mm -hmm. I don't know. Wanda gag is a crazy lady. She's, She's a gag lady. She's a gag queen. Yeah. But more importantly, if anything, <laughs> 
That was my nose. Everybody. Of course it was. The branding I'm most proud of is kind of our, our duo branding. So like your favorite live in gal pals. Your hostess is with the most. Your favorite live in gal pals. <laughs> <laughs> Have we said your favorite live in gal pals? Miss Avocado. I want to get. Yeah. No, we're, we're like, yeah. Old timey lesbians. Yeah. That's like. Yeah, that's our brand. I like it. Like, no one else can really say it, I think, because there's not that many married people or even dating people doing drag together. When when we're doing this podcast, we want you to feel like you're talking to two elderly lesbians over a cup of tea, a glass of wine. Three cats are watching you. You are tied to our dining room chair, which is bought from Ashley Furniture. Yes. And, yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah, but otherwise, I mean, we've got our logo, we've got some of our catchphrases, and I, I don't know, branding is fun to an extent. I think it can be really good. It can really help people recognize you and recognize what you're doing. And of course, sometimes you can brand yourself into a corner. Tina Burner. Tina Burner. Tina Burner. I love her. I feel like she woke up one day and she was just like, oh my God, my name is, my last name is Burn. It's like, you know, it would be really, really funny. It would be like so funny. It would be like really funny if like my signature colors were like red and like orange and like Like, yellow. Yellow. Oh my God. Like, wait, no, like, like it's like fire. You get it, right? You you get it. Like That's burning. Like super clever. That's like so clever. Anyways, I'm only ever gonna wear those colors from here on out forever and ever. I'm in. She's a great performer, but <gasps> like that was the most disappointing thing to see. I don't know. It's like, you know, it's cute, it's cute to have a branding color. I feel like if we're gonna look at like RuPaul's drag race, specifically this season, a great example of color branding would be Rose. And even that she, gets a little old, but it does. however, she she does she takes care not to make it too old. Yes, she, she wears does mix it up. She wears pink hair, you know, a, most of the time. Most of the time, more than half the time, but she doesn't constantly wear pink and pink hair and blah 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 blah. Yeah. And so, brand yourself, but do not. Uh, what's the word? Trap yourself. Yeah, because now she's created the standard of what everyone expects from her. Never be afraid to go in a new direction. Despite what you've done in the past. Yeah. Like, for example, I'm fruity. So uh, in the future, I might just be heterosexual forever. <laughs> no. <laughs> we'll see. There we go. But, uh, yeah. Some, something like that. Who's like, another? Yeah. Um, another example would probably be maybe like Nina West. She's Nina West. very like, I'm Disney. I'm gay. Did you know I'm gay? Wait, I is love she, Disney. Is she, is she a Disney queen? Yeah. I like literally don't follow oh her. Oh my god. She, I don't even follow she's her. She's a either. sweetheart. I but love her, but I yes. don't follow Ruger. That's much. all I think about when I think about her is just like cheesy Disney gay. Huh. That does drag. You know, and that's fine. Right, right. Why Disney? Wait, where are you getting Disney from? It's like all of her numbers. Is it? A lot of them that she does in her own shows. Yeah, she does a lot of Disney stuff. Oh, like what's her favorite? Do you know? Probably Ursula, if I had to guess. Oh, I mean, like, isn't everybody's favorite Ursula? But, yeah. Let's, hey, groundbreaking news, everybody. The drag queen does a number based on a character that's based on a drag queen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let me find this. She's finding. She's also very, like, a, a gay activist. So, like, a lot of her stuff is, like, rainbow, rainbow, rainbow. Rainbow, the new pride flag, the united pride flag with the trans colors and the and the Black Lives Matter colors. I like work. Black and brown. But also, don't you want to, like, I don't know, do other things? I mean, maybe. I guess, like, when you, when you, uh, when you reach the top like that. <laughs> Not that she's reached, like, the pinnacle of drag as we know it. But, like, uh... When you are kind of like on a national stage, branding becomes different. Yeah, for sure. But I, I, again, I think, I think her drag 
feels very one note these days. Like I feel like I always know what to expect from her. Fair enough. So I think I think we haven't answered an essential question about branding, which is just like, why are we branding ourselves at all? Well, you know, I'm not saying that we're celebrities, but you're in the spotlight and you're creating this kind of character who you, you know, are exactly. in the spotlight. How is somebody going to remember that that's you exactly. at, at the end of the performance? Like, oh, this is so, I don't know, blah, blah. This it's, is so Wanda. Yeah, like, I get excited when I see a number by performer that I've seen before, and I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense that they would do that. Right. Because that's what I expect from them. Like, whenever Pistachio comes on the stage. Oh, my I, God. Whenever Pistachio's on stage, I'm ready to cackle. I'm fucking ready. I love I'm, it. The outfit alone usually gets me. I'm like, oh, no. Where is this going? <laughs> I think my first my first introduction to a Pistachio Cream Pie performance was when she did a soulful vocal rendition of Yankee Doodle Dandy. And I've been awestruck in like a since. In, like, a blue leotard, a feather in her cap, obviously. 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 And, yeah, it was glorious. And, like... You can tell where her sense of humor comes from, and every time she does it differently and better. Like, the last time I saw her perform live was at our show, and she did Pump It by the Black Eyed Peas as an old lady doing butter churning. Fucking love it. Like, are old, you kidding me? Our favorite babushka. Our favorite babushka. Like, Or, like, sometimes it doesn't even have to be that high concept. Like, uh, not <laughs> the high concepts Ooh. of being a babushka churning butter. But, like, uh... <laughs> Like, sometimes it's just, you know, something to expect each time. Like, what what can we... It's exactly our question of all of our interview guests of, like, what can we expect from a typical blah, blah, blah show? Like, Sasha Soda. We expect her to dance the house down boots. Mama Okurka. Gunshot. Yeah. Fucking tongue pop. Exactly. I can't do it as well as she does. No. Um... And also, it just... It helps make you special. What makes you special? Well, this is your brand. This is what you do. It's what sets you apart. Precisely. But don't let it be a hindrance because... Well, and branding can, like, come into relevance in terms of your performance. In terms of your Instagram, hello! Oh my god, some people have some great Instagrams. They do, they really do. Like Mine uh, is kind of whatever I want to post. Ah, yeah, me too. I mean, you've got some color things going on. I do kind of have some color things. I think my colors are going to be, like, the actual primary colors of, like, cyan, magenta, and yellow? Yeah, Yes, that's it. She knows her color theory. Yeah, apparently blue, the jury red, know. and yellow are not the primary colors, so jot that down. I mean, they, they are if you've only taken a kindergarten art class, and it's fine. And that's fine! It's fine! But, yeah. Um, I guess, brand yourself in whatever you do. Ooh, or like Cyber Soda. Oh, Cyber Soda. Oh okay, you know what, that's God, an excellent that a example of branding. Because their whole thing is, let me see, they're like a cyborg drag persona like hang on let me just if you look cyber soda soda i'm i'm bad at typing y'all i'm sorry i got fat fingers there we go if you look at their instagram they have like whole nine like three by three squares a like three by three instagram posts of just like you know color stories and just like picture stories and they're like videos too with effects on them and like the face is always different but it's also Still similar enough that you're like, that's Cyber Soda. I was going to say, she has that those signature, like, you know, kind of metal plating lines and mm-hmm. stuff. Something that you can make your own. Yeah, I was like, who else is a cyborg drag queen in the cities? Yeah. I can't think of one. Yeah. Like, that's so unique. That's a brand. That's so cool. Um, They're getting ready for some stuff that they're doing, and they're like, Cyber Soda is at 80%. Like, 
Yeah. Like they're loading. Like, like oh my what? god, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, amazing. It's just cool. It, like it's something that you can just riff off of constantly whenever you're just lost. Uh, exactly. But then you can keep developing if you want. I don't know. It's confusing shit. But like, and then it's really fun when you take that brain and then you break it. You're like, ha ho! But I just did this, and people are like, whoa! You yeah. Know? Like, do you have an example of that? Um, <sighs> boots the house down, mama. Occur. Occur. Um. For example, Maybe Gemini, because like she just paints beautiful, and you'd be like, "Oh, you know, she's just like, she's really pretty." That's it. And then she comes out, and she just you know like breaks her neck and dips, and you're like, "Whoa!" The breaking of the neck dip, I does gag me. It does gag me every time. I, I was gagged. I, I was, was gooped. Knock knock, Miss Thing. Can I sit? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like very that. Yeah, stuff you can make your own branding. Love it. Period. I don't know. Have fun. Don't get too crazy. Um, make period. It, make it you. Make it stupid. Make, make it stupid. stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's that on that. And now it's time for our looks of the week. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I think we just contradicted my intro because I said we're going to do looks of the week first. Yeah, I was going to call it out and then I didn't. We can always redo the intro. Exactly. Um, or, yeah, just reorder this. Whatever, it's easier. Whatever. First up in our looks of the week, Ooh. we have... Melancholy. melancholy. She's melancholy. And they are serving us some French clown realness. This was inspired by a specific favorite artist. By I Am Very Confused. <laughs> oh, Very Confused is the, the performer's name. I love that. Yeah, I... So, yeah. Their whole thing is kind of like line work, clown realness, like French clown. Like, we're, we're imagining, like, you know, clown letting go, mime letting go of the red balloon sort of clown. Yes. But in a comic book setting. And so, Melancholy's given their, us their classic white face. Yes. But and their interpretation of this performer's makeup. Which I really love the, the loops. I love the lines. The lines are just so effortless like yeah this they, looks like somebody just sketched on her face really quick i was gonna say like and i also just i love the sketchiness of it mm -hmm. and i love that i love that it just looks like a drawing it does look I like a drawing that, i love that she looks like a drawing that's just fantastic yeah and she's just kind of really breaking out of her shell here i think we did we have a look of hers on the week on last week um, I don't think so. Probably well, a few we weeks ago. Because there was just, I don't know. She's been. She's, she's constantly turning out new looks. She is. She's testing. She's testing her boundaries lately. I love it. I mean, she's just been like, let's take a painting and I put it on my face. And I love that. Exactly. I think that's a really great uh, point of inspiration for everybody <laughs> listening is just like, do you like art? You like do you art? like a specific kind of art? Try to put that art on your face. Yeah. Find out. I don't know. Play around. See what happens. Anyways. She's melancholy. Give her some love. Give this her some post love. is amazing. I think about it all the time. I do as well. Next up, oh my Ooh. god, we have got Evie Heartless, who was our second runner-up. Our first runner-up. First runner-up. I don't understand pageants. <laughs> of mixed heart on. Yes. And they're giving us some pop art realness. She's in a makeup competition right now, actually. Yes, for this look. For painted out. She, uh, I remember her description for this was like, she wanted to proclaim that, hi, I'm Evie. And so like that, she literally wrote that on her face, but it looks like a comic book strip. Yeah, I mean, this is so amazing. The she's, line work. She's giving, what are they called, beignet dots? Uh, so yes, yeah, so we got a little bit of beignet dots on the cheek Beignet here. dots? Yeah, it's two E's, it's French. Is it, oh. Beignet dots. I thought beignet was a pastry. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> for the folks listening at home, um, is it beignet dots or beignet dots? 
Then comment down below. Comment down below. Uh, yeah. So, but like the the comic panelness. Okay. So like, what I really love about this, which mm-hmm. what she's done is like, of course, the graphic lines. But I really love that she did like these white uh, and black bordered lines that just cut yes. across the face. Like her face is a comic strip. I exactly. love that. Exactly. I think it's so fun. I I mean, it just it looks so two dimensional, but three dimensional, but two dimensional at the same time. This cut crease, the glitter under the eyes, really. The glitter well. on the yeah, that's under the fun. Eye. A little bit of a little bit of chromatica in there. I don't know. Yeah. But it's it's very iconic, very pop art. Very pop art. Give them some love. They're Please. in a competition. What is the competition called? Really it is quick? called um Paint It Out. Paint it out. Check th- them out on Instagram as well. RP underscore paint dot it dot out. Yeah. So uh rewind if you need to. Absolutely. But also check out Evie Heartless I mean, on Instagram. It's just Evie Heartless. Isn't just Evie.Heartless. Evie.Heartless. Evie like the Pokemon. Like the Pokemon. Dot Heartless. Stunning. Stunning. Gorgeous. Next up, we have got, oh, one of my faves. Salem Hyde. Salem Hyde. Of course. Oh my gosh. And this is from the Dungeons and Dragons show where he was playing Scar. And like everyone in the comments and during the show were like, Scar is daddy? Like, okay, a what? lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> make like a Lion King fursona, but like Salem Hyde made Scar's human sona. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? This is this is cute. This is hot. This is really hot. I love I love the facial hair. I love the eye shading and of course the iconic eyebrow scar. Absolutely. I, and full eye scar it goes under the eye as well. Yeah, oh, I love the the nails too. The super Ooh, long talon we nails. Can't, yeah, you can't see it well in this picture, but like they, they have like what five inch acrylics on right now. Easily, they're so long, and it just makes it so much better. Vampire teeth. <laughs> um, I yeah. So, daddy, daddy, daddy. One hundred percent. Oh, yes. Give them a follow. Salem underscore Hyde. Hyde. Like, like Jekyll and Hyde? Like Jekyll and Hyde. Yes. <laughs> Next up, we have got Dexterity. Dexterity. Ooh, girl. Oh, this is stunning. They're, they're trying out a new eye, and I really I, like I it. really like this. It's kind of... So, like, Dexterity, I don't know. I, I sort of... Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners. But, like, I kind of know her as, like, you know, sort of like a... Like a... Not... I don't want to say pretty makeup because I think I think a lot of makeup is pretty. But like I like you know kind of a smaller makeup moment. Yeah. Whereas this is like a large makeup moment still being modified for like a small makeup moment. So like yeah. we can see their real eyelids. However, but it still works. They are giving us like a cut crease creating a new eyelid with the shape of the just look at the damn picture. It's so good. Like the I I think it's really fun because they didn't do a large eyeliner. Mm-hmm. They they did do a large cut crease. But they kept the eyeliner at minimum, so we can still see their real eyeline. Uh, yeah, their real eyelid. I, I don't know what I'm saying. It's very interesting, yeah. It's very interesting. And what I love about Dexterity is they are so beautiful, and then they're a fucking goof on stage. Do you remember the Crazy Frog mix? They're a goddamn meme lord. Oh my god. They're, they're... Megan the freaking Frog! <laughs> I don't remember how the exactly. rest goes, but like... So, if you've not seen them perform live yet, so good. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, give Dexterity some love. It's just Dexterity. That's D-E-X-D-E-R-I-T-Y. I-T-Y? I-T, you know why. I do know why. You know. <laughs> and lastly. Oh. oh. my God. This is such a serve. This is Malibu Casey and London Dark Horse. 
uh, with a recent photo shoot with Autumn Lee Studios. It was like a it was like a a girl's photo shoot. I mean, this is stunning. So they're doing very like um very like beige and um peach and, and coral rose and coral. Lest we forget the coral. Um and they're giving us kind of like boudoir. Sisters, this is very sisters, sisters you're right. There were never such devoted sisters. Yeah. Uh, no. The tool the corset. It's very, it's very boudoir. It's very sisters. According to Malibu, this corset was the exact same person who made Bimini's like final runway look, the the, the bridal gown. Legendary. Legendary. So it's a really cute corset. It's really cute. Like the I like the 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 gold like glitter on top. Absolutely. I also love London's like whole bow thing going on. What is that's this? really pretty. It There's make, like bows everywhere. It girl. makes her look so petite. Oh my god. And then, like, I love the hair on both of them, as always. I was going to say, this hair is, like, ridiculous, because it, it's, like, cartoony, but it's chic. But and it's I, chic. That's what I love about this like, look the most of all, mm-hmm. is, like, the hair in combination with the outfits. <laughs> because, like, L- London's got this whole, like, crazy windblown thing, but it's got, like, 12 inches of volume on the top. <laughs> and then Malibu's got this, like, detached bang moment. Oh, my God. Stunning as ever. Giving us some, like, some, like... Like dog ear bangs on the side. I love. I love it. No, you know. You know how they got. Yeah, like, I know the exactly ears. what you're talking about. But like, it's really cute. <laughs> I like it. Yes. Uh, this is amazing. This is amazing. Um, have, give, yeah. give Malibu Casey some love. Malibu underscore Casey, and of course, London Dark Horse, which is London dot Dark Horse dot Escada. Escada is spelled E S C A D A. Um. Ooh. Send some love. Oh my. Send goodness. some love. And that was our looks of the week. And finally, we have got our drag name of the week. Oh, yes. Yes. You found this one. I did. Her name, she's a baby drag queen. Baby just, drag queens have some of the best names lately, I they, swear. They really do. Um, This person's name is Yzma Payne. Yzma, like Yzma from... Empress from New Groove. Straight up. Dead ass, that name. Yeah. And then Payne. You and know, Payne. Yzma, Yzma Payne. Payne. Yzma Payne, girl. Yzma Payne. Uh, she's talking to Tylenol. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, Tylenol. That's a great name. I'm, I'm sorry to upstage you, Yzma Payne. <laughs> they're, they're both great drag names. If Tylenol does not exist yet, um, please take that. Somebody take it. Um, Fight their over it. makeup is so pretty. It, it really, really is. Like it. They kind of do like this very dramatic brow thing. They do. Wait, yeah, it depends on the photo. One. No, it's their trying- brow is always kind of dramatic. I think it's just like brows are sort of the hardest part for they any really queen are. because they change photo from photo. It's true, but their cut crease is gorgeous. It's always gorgeous. They're keeping they keep changing the shape, but I kind of like it. I think that's the most fun thing to watch about like newer queens is just yes. watching the change of their cut crease because like just fucking what months ago. We both had different cut creases, and now we just have, like, something that we fully commit to. I was going to say, we have very similar ones, and I'm okay with that. But she's uh, doing, like, very much like a... Like she's a, also doing very androgynous, so she's she's oh, painting her yeah, yeah. contour Ooh. very drag king-like. Yeah, y'all like know what it. bike seat face is? <laughs> so bike yes. seat face is where it's, like, round on top and then skinny at the bottom, like, and they got those sharp jaws also. But, like... You know, so it's like very uh, masculine sort of um, cheek indents, but then you still have the square jaw. Yeah, and so it's yeah, it's really it's really fun to look at. That is really interesting. Think think like Gottmik, I guess. Also, a has little that bit kind of that same Kinda, thing yeah. going on. So yeah, Isma dot Payne P A Y N E. Let's let's spell the whole name. <laughs> yeah. Isma Y Z M A dot P A Y N E. Yeah. Isma Payne. Isma Payne. Check them out. Get, check them out. Give them some love.
And now, a performance by Miss Avocado. That's me, honey. Duetto Buffo de Duigati by, shit, who is that? Rossini? Rossini, yeah. that one. Enjoy. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Today on the podcast, we have the Mix Heart on themselves. The very first. The very first. Lucky Pierre. Yes. Hello. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yes. 
Um, and so right off the bat, I mean, the questions are very simple. What are your pronouns in drag? My pronouns in drag are he, him. Thank you okay. for asking. Of course. <laughs> and and so is it just Pierre when in drag or is it Lucky Pierre? Because I've heard some on I've been calling, I had called you Lucky in reference, but like, I, I, <laughs> I was like, I think it's Pierre. So I, that's, a, uh, gosh, I love this question because it gives me a chance to talk about this. Uh, it yes. is Pierre, if you're referring mm-hmm. to me casually. Lucky was my father. Please call me Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you for giving me that opportunity because that's yeah. a mistake a lot of people make. Mm-hmm. Always, yeah. And um, for people at home who don't know the phrase Lucky Pier, could you explain oh, your yeah. name a little bit? Sure, I will be as tactful as I can trying to explain this. Um, so uh, when three gay men love each other very much, no, uh, when <laughs> there is, uh, when, if you know what Eiffel Towering is, it's a type of uh, <laughs> uh, ah. person in the middle is known as the Lucky Pierre. Mm-hmm. Wow, that that's a great drag name. The recipient of a lot of attention they didn't receive in childhood. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, well, thank you. I I, I feel like I spend so much time, ex- uh, or I don't I don't explain it very often. I wait for people to ask me about it. Yes, I'm very excited to be able to talk about it. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't know it at first, and after, I, I love it so much now. <laughs> this is yeah, well, that's fabulous. You. So, uh, describe your drag. Describe like uh, your your. Tell us all about aesthetic. Pierre. Tell us about Pierre. Yeah, I so <laughs> I I feel like. Um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not doing quite what a lot of people do. Uh, I, I'm really influenced by uh, history, specifically queer history. I love like a Weimar era and Weimar aesthetic, sort of like 1930s cabaret kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Uh, because that was such a, a sort of queer moment in time uh, back mm-hmm. then. And so that really influences me. Uh, musical theater really influences me. I'm sure everyone uh, has this. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like weird movies. I like psychotronic cinema. And I just try and incorporate all these things uh, into my aesthetic. And it actually took me a really long time to kind of build who Pierre was. I first for sure. kind of came, I, I've been doing drag for, you know, a minute, but I started to get serious about it over quarantine, as many people have. Of course. Sure. Um, and so it was in about June that I started kind of thinking about who Pierre was. And it took me from June till November to really kind of figure that out. And so it took a lot of sort of thinking and experimenting and this and that. So I I don't know, I'm very happy with how he kind of coalesced over time. And you should be like, I think uh, I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan of like, you know, over the top characters when people like take on the drag personas, but I really like Lucky Pierre. (laughs) (laughs) The amount of, the amount of sex. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> exactly. Who's yeah. sex? Um, well, that's oh, the thing is, I, I think that, you know, it's really easy to go, like, too far with the character. Yeah, absolutely. So you really need to, like, toe the line and kind of know what the area you're trying to work in is. And it's best if you don't have, like, too much going into that. So Pierre is very streamlined. He's a horny French clown, and we love it. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, and so what made you decide that you wanted to do a more character type? Like, how did Pierre come to be? Do you have some inspirations that created him? Oh, gosh. Um, I mean, yeah, I, there's so, there's so many sort of different characters and things that have, uh, I, I like to say that he's Pepe Le Pew on meth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just, I I don't know. I, I, I feel like for me, 
a lot of my drag is storytelling driven. And for me, the best way to do that is through a narrative voice. And that narrative voice comes from a character. Okay. Uh, and, that and that's kind of where that happened. Also, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little awkward in person, I think. And so <laughs> it it kind of gives me a, a vehicle to, to perform a little more ostentatiously as someone that isn't me, you know? Yes. I feel absolutely. that. I feel that. And I feel like, I feel like a lot of people go through that, like that uh, drag transformation. I don't know. I started acting like a dry, drunk wine aunt and now I've, <laughs> now I've, I've never been more comfortable in drag. Mm-hmm. So there's something about it. There's something about not, yes. you know, just like being able to be someone else that's just like, mm, we're going to run with this. We love it. Absolutely. This feels like the true me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. In a way. So how long have you been doing drag? So I uh, started doing drag in, gosh, I want to say 2018. I was doing a bunch of drag musicals in Boston. And oh, that, that sounds like, so fun. It was, oh gosh, it was so fun. The first one I ever did was called Phantom of the Disco, and it was disco mixed with Phantom Ooh. of the Opera. I got to play ah. the titular Phantom, and it was the best time I have ever had on stage. That sounds amazing. Is it like is it like all the same songs, but it's like slightly disco theme? Like sort of. So there's a lot of the original score, and then they kind of just uh-huh. pepper in occasional disco hits. And then okay. it was all over the place. It was wonderful. I don't think anyone thought it was funny except for us who were in it. It's fine, but yeah, I don't know. I've been doing that. I did that for a couple of years. Uh, that was my first real exposure to drag because up until that point, my only sort of reference point for drag is many people's, as you know is Drag Race. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, so there's no place for me in drag. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. But I, I was very fortunate that I got to work with this this theater company that was doing these drag shows and that really opened my eyes to what drag could be and, and definitely kind of laid the foundation for me doing Pierre. Totally. Love that. Did you do other, uh, did you do other drag musicals? I did. The- um, yeah. I did uh, another one called Wicked Mean Girls that was Wicked and Mean Girls combined. <laughs> That was so. That that sounds like a good combo, actually. Oh, it was it was great. That was uh, I did Glinda in that. That was I was <laughs> more of uh, like quinging back then, mm-hmm. and oh, I was looking back on some of those pictures. That mug was busted, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, and- I'm happy the artistry has grown over time. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do the queers do everything better? I'm sorry. Uh, just- honestly, <laughs> it's simply a fact. It's simply a fact. Um, so what kind of performances do you do now, now that you're not so much in those shows, but what do you do as a solo performance? What's your kind of style of performing? Oh, wow. I mean, like, I, I consider what I do almost on the borderline of, of performance art just because, I don't know, I like to get weird with it. I like mm-hmm. to, to kind of do things in a non-traditional way. I love, as you guys know, I love adding um, live vocals when I can. Yes. yes. Um, I, you know... I, I will kind of take concepts that seem like, oh, this absolutely should never be a drag number and do it as a drag number. Of course. So, yeah. yeah. I like That's how people should writing. treat drag. I was going to say, you were in Cursed Cabaret recently. We missed your number, unfortunately. Yes. What, but we saw that it was like the, the silly worms. Yes, I don't know what those are well, called. The little fuzzy worms. Lucky for you, I just posted it on Instagram. Oh! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, I uh, that yes, it was uh, like the magic worm on a string was the concept because yes. there's a weird like Gen Z meme surrounding that now. So mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. okay, we're doing this. We'll go with it. So you are the reigning Mix Harton. Yes. Have you ever done pageants or competitions before? So this was actually my very first pageant I ever did. Ooh. Yeah, and I he just came it. to sweep it. All right. Listen, I hope that sets a precedent for everything else I do. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. 
I, I, um, I, I saw the, um, gosh, I can't remember even who shared it, but I saw that it was this Valentine's Day themed pageant. I was like, well, I, I can't not do it. I have to do it. Of course. Truly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, in, in that, you did um, a jazzy rendition of Toxic. Oh, yeah. So stunning. I Okay, so like, the when we did listen to it, like, I think you were one of the last ones we listened to, and we're, we didn't judge, obviously, but like, I was editing it together for the judges, and I'm like, oh, this. Oh, this. <laughs> oh, this. <laughs> oh, this is the one. At first, we thought you were just like, lip syncing, like, postmodern jukebox, and then we were like, no, 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 no. No. These are him. Yeah. <laughs> so... That leads me into this question. You are a singer. Where did you where did you learn to sing? How long have you been singing? Like tell us about that. I actually I trained professionally in musical theater for almost 20 years. Work. Um yeah. uh, it's uh, I I started when I was I gosh, I mean I've been singing since I was, you know, teeny. But I started professionally when I was about 11 or 12 years old. uh, and I did that all the way up through middle school, high school, went to college for opera. Um Dropped out of college for opera. <laughs> and, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. It's, and then I, I worked for a long time. I worked in, I did regional and fringe theater. And suddenly was like, man, this is no fun. I want to be around other gay people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel that. You know, yeah. that's kind of You have a really fun range also. because like, Because we have, we have the, the high notes, the lilting. And then like when you get, like you can dig down into it. We're already nah. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just very... Mm, it's my my voice teacher would call it meaty in a good Ooh, way. Yes, meaty. I love that. Meaty. Um, yeah, I'm you actually a, a as of right now I am a contralto. So um, Ooh, love it. Even unaltered, my voice is about three and a half octaves. Mm-hmm. Um, when I um, was taking better care of my voice, I actually my <laughs> highest note was an E6. So that is what Christine gets randomly Okay. <laughs> It didn't sound good, but it was there. <laughs> I feel that. That's Mustafa's, like, what, B-flat? What? Yeah. I, I do B-flat five, and that's it. After Ooh. that, nothing feels, nothing's good. <laughs> nothing's good. It's all shrieking it's from there on. Fair enough. So, this is the part of the podcast where we, like, do the thing that, like, we do with all our guests. What are your quick drag tips? So, three of them. Anything three you them. would tell a baby performer or even someone experienced that you've learned that you think is really important or really interesting. The quintessential advice you have for people doing drag. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, let me see. I think the first one, to me, the most important one is drag doesn't have to be expensive. I yes. really, I don't think drag needs to be. Everything in my drag wardrobe is from thrift stores, Goodwill, wherever. Uh, and like I found some really incredible pieces. Just go see what you play, see what you can find. I think yeah. that the point of drag is to sort of satire uh, opulence, and then yes. somewhere along the line, it just became expensive. It's like no, that, that that's a parody of that. What are we What are we doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's probably my my biggest one. I would say mm-hmm. uh, next. Hmm. I think I guess for for baby performers is watch uh, as many things that aren't drag as possible. I think, you know, obviously being part of the community and and knowing what drag is is so important, but if the only media that you consume is drag, your drag is going to look like everyone else's drag. You need some outside influences. Mm, That's absolutely true, yeah. Just, it is, it is like also, like, as you said, it's a parody on, like, opulence. It's also, Mm -hmm. like, a parody on pop culture, so. Exactly. If you're not versed in pop culture, like, what are you going to be referencing? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. And I think the third one I would say is don't get stuck in a particular style. 
Mm, I think okay. it's very easy to be like, oh, this is my face. This is the face that I always do. It's always the same, but like different colors. Don't be afraid to play because I think that's how we grow as artists is trying things that we wouldn't normally try and then suddenly realizing, oh, this totally works. Okay. Uh, my my yeah. sort of journey with Pierre has been so much of that, <laughs> sort of just mm-hmm. dabbling and playing. And even now it's still changing and that's very exciting. I think uh, mm-hmm. that's probably the way I've definitely grown as an artist is just by trying stuff totally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just like through just like through tutorials just like i'm gonna draw a star on my face today i don't know like yeah, yeah I, I just have just... like i don't know i have a lot of influences so like i started out as that very sort of like i mean and, and you see it a lot in the pageant that sort of the the round little mask face and oh, yeah. the the very 20s look and i love that and that's still a look i come back to a lot but i've also kind of played with a little bit more masculine contour. I've played with a little bit more of an illustrative style where I'm just yeah. like drawing on my face with eyeliner now. I'm love trying it. to incorporate color. And just because I'm very, you know, I love seeing what other people are doing. And I'm like, I wonder if I could do a spin on that. Yeah. Um, and I think it's, again, I think it's just about, you know, trying so, and whether that's through tutorials, you see someone else be like, oh, I want to try that. Or if it's just, I don't know, you see a cool piece of art and you're like, I wonder if I could make that into drag. Yeah. Yeah. That's valid. Totally. Well, <laughs> what is in the works next for Pierre? What 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 are you planning? What are you working on? Oh my goodness. Uh so I I've been doing a lot of um sort of uh one-off shows which I've been really enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um I'm working on a little bit more of a cabaret style act to bring into other aspects of nightlife and Ooh. I really Desperately, I want to do a competition. I want to do a competition so mm. bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. I haven't quite, sh- you know, figured out who or when or where that's <clears throat> going to be. I'm taking a sabbatical in April for uh, some religious reasons. But when I come back, I'm really mm-hmm. hoping to find a good competition. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. More wins for Lucky Pierre. <laughs> where, uh, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me in all the wonderful places of the internet. I am Lucky Pierre NYC on Instagram and YouTube and Twitch. Um, mm-hmm. And that's where we are for now. There might be more uh, things popping up later, but for now, that's where you can find me. Very cool. Very cool. cool. Do you do you do streaming on Twitch? By the way, just wondering. Okay, so we're starting that. We're we're. Okay. I, yes. I am. I am old. I do not understand. <laughs> at all. She's a dumb bitch. Uh, it's That's okay. It was a whole thing to like learn the OBS oh and whatever. God. It's so. I know they do not make it user friendly. I'm like, <laughs> no. I'm I'm a himbo. I don't know how any of this works. <laughs> uh, so we're that's a work in progress. I'm I'm also deciding uh, whether or not I'm too old to get into TikTok. So we'll see. If Never too that. old. Never too old. It's where I don't know. I think it would be so. It's it's just fun. It's it fun. So it's so stupid. Fun. Just make a video. If it gets views, it gets views. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah. That's fair. That's actually a very good attitude to go into yeah. it with. Well, well yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Thank oh, you for so having me. Fun. This is wonderful. 